Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name and observe yourself. Let go of your gender. Discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of?
the Supreme Soul would think of you. And you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. At this time, Hello everyone, welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. There's so many moving pieces going on and you wonder where do you let go and where do you hold on? What's happening in our lives? I There's not a day that doesn't pass by that I don't hold that deep vibrational frequency for India. And sometimes you think that your good wishes and your pure feelings, maybe they're not enough because you're witnessing the suffering of thousands of lives. Actually, the whole world is suffering. If you look at any of those images, you're going to feel some element of empathy or compassion or or regret or disappointment or sadness that any of your fellow brother or sister is going through. You'll feel it. If you don't, then you just maybe need more time to process your feelings, you know. But in this particular era, I mean, we're supposed to be evolving, right? And perhaps some of the scenes that we're witnessing are actually helping us, forcing us to evolve. And what is real success in life in this particular century? Peace of mind, contentment, the ability to humble yourself, to say sorry, to forgive, to forget, to build empires, to manage empires, to be able to somehow manage yourself in a way that you balance out. Our special guest today, an associate professor of mathematics education at the University of Nevada, Dr. Taruni Lambert, holds a doctorate in mathematics education from Arizona State and a postdoctorate from Vanderbilt. She's been a college professor for 17 years and has run numerous research projects and is the principal investigator for the state of Nevada's mathematics project. Her in-depth experience working in a position of leadership And with project management and project teams has given her unique insights. Dr. Lamberg is the author of Leaders Who Lead Successfully, Guidelines for Organizing to Achieve Innovation and Conducting Productive Meetings, How to Generate and Communicate Ideas for Innovation. Today we welcome Dr. Trudy Lamberg to America Meditating Radio. Dr. Lamberg, thank you for joining us and thank you for being so brilliant. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. (laughs) <laughs> One of our guests, Sharmi Albertson, actually started a business called Smart Girls to help close that gender gap in technology. Why is it that there are still so few females in America in the fields of science? You know, it's commonly referred to as even as STEM. 
and what inspired your interest in going into mathematics? To be honest, it was a professor of mine who inspired me to pursue mathematics. I think I just loved being in his classes and I was inspired by him. And one of the reasons a lot of girls don't go into, they don't think that that's a possibility for them or being exposed to it. You're right. The opportunity, the exposing that you can actually do it too. That's so true. Well, you've authored two books dealing with leadership. Why did you decide to focus on leadership? In the Native American culture, they watch the child between the age of like two to five, and they observe the way they mix and mingle with their age group. And if they show those leadership skills from that age, is when they sort of guide them into becoming the chief or the leader of the community of the tribe. So why did you focus so much on leadership? I mean, how did you go about your research for leaders who lead successfully? What inspired me is my larger purpose in my life is to make a difference and really to make a difference in the lives of kids. And I realize what I do is I study how children learn and I train teachers. But I realized that to bring the research into the school systems, I got a grant that to math project around the state of Nevada, and I realized to be able to do that successfully, I needed leadership skills. I needed to learn how to motivate people, convince people. I actually convinced people to drive around the state for a whole month <laughs> training teachers. So did things like that to work with lots of different people. You really need leadership skills. And a lot of times we focus on Adlin, like I was an elementary teacher and then became a math education professor. And in that journey, you don't think about developing or acquiring leadership skills. So I think to make a difference, you need leadership skills. You know, leadership comes in so many weird forms, no? I have known various forms of leadership. Um, I've known people who lead in silence, quiet presence in everything they do that inspires you. I have been raised with people who lead with talking a lot and telling me what to do a million times (laughs) over. I usually never hear those that well. (laughs) I've met leaders who have been very dominant and very harsh. And as much as I don't like their style... It fascinates me how they get things done because they scare people, they force people to making things happen. And there's a form of leadership, and I don't know if you've got a lot of information on this aspect, but I have actually seen leadership that is led with love, humility, and patience. And I have watched a high number of people change very slowly, or they take it for granted. And to this day, I still ask myself, why is it that we sometimes, consciously or unconsciously, elect to change if it has to be with tragedy or force? Have you ever seen that form of leadership? I think sometimes they call it servant leadership, where you're like so humble and so thoughtful in the things you say and how you say. But I've seen this in my life, Dr. Lambert, that there's love, there's respect, there's trust, there's giving space to people, and I watch them, and they're like, well, I'll do it on my own time. What do you speak about? I think that was my discovery as I was doing research. I started doing research looking at what made somebody an effective leader, and 
the idea of servant leadership came up again and again, that people who serve others and empower others through love are the most effective leaders, not the ones who are harsh. And It doesn't motivate you to want to be with somebody who's harsh, but if you're with somebody who cares about you, the chances are you're going to do so much more for that person and you're going to be happier working with somebody who empowers you and builds on your strength. You know, America just came out of a very unique style of leadership in the last four years under the administration of Trump. And it's interesting how the baton was passed on to a leadership of the Bidens where there's compassion, there's respect, there's inclusivity. What was your analysis of looking at that two form of leadership? You know, with Donald Trump, there was like, you're fired. With with Biden, it's like, talk to me, what seems to be the problem? I mean, is one better than the other? Because irony was the way of the administration prior to the Biden administration. It seemed, I'm not sure if anything got done, but I knew they were on the news every day. So I'm just (laughs) assuming something is happening. (laughs) How did you analyze that? I think that people want caring and I think they want compassion. There was a need for that kind of where things changed of people seeking, truly making a difference is caring about people. And I think that when people cross over the line of being respectful and caring and an attitude like that, I think that it doesn't achieve what it wants to achieve in the long run. Maybe in the short run you might get, yes, I think in the long run you need caring. And it's really interesting because I ask my students in my classes at the first day of class when they come in, what inspired you to become a teacher? And if you can think of characteristics of people who inspired you um, in terms of Mm -hmm. teaching and people who turned you off. And one of the things which surprises them at the end was not the lesson or whatever, but it was a theme that keeps coming over and over again. It's about caring for the teacher cared about me. They communicated with me. They respected me as an individual, and because of that, I'm here today. And when they go, people that turned me off against learning, made me hate, or maybe turned me off STEM, would be somebody who didn't care, who was rude and condescending, and the way that they were treated. So I think that how you are treated makes a difference in terms of the impact it makes. And it's ironic how history has been written by those leaders that weren't that caring. I mean, when's the last time you saw the highlight or the emphasis of a leader that cared for the people, that supported, that led? You always hear about these ghastly leaders, you know. Everybody talks about the scary leaders, the Stalins, the Hitlers, the 45, the Trumps, you know what I mean? It's just fascinating. It's a topic... I want you and I to have another part to on because it's really important, I think, for us to start to dissect why is it that the human brain or the human personality moves quicker when that forceful and intense? And what is it that's needed for the soul to recognize when you're being spoken to with respect and honored? Hey, I got a great story for you. I hired this contractor to get some work done in our new home. And I knew he was a fast talker, and plus he was recommended by somebody that I trusted, so I did no research on him. 
In the middle of the project, the contractor nightmare story started to emerge. And everybody is now pointing the finger on me that you must never pay off a contractor or pay a contractor before the work is done. And I was telling them, but don't you understand, that's the energy towards them. I wanted him to see that I trusted him, that I believed in him, and that's why I was paying him for the work. And then they turn back at me and say, now see, everything is demolished and he's abandoned the project, right? And I was mm-hmm. looking at that, Dr. Lamberg, I, went, I remembered intentionally saying, I want you to know that I believe in you. And I won't listen to all these stories people tell me about contractor nightmares. And it was only until I put on my Kali's face, which is this goddess that is fearsome, that he would move. And I would step back. What is it that makes the soul so unconscious when the help has arrived and the help is saying to you, I believe in you. I'm here. Is there any mathematics or any formula? I think that's one of the reasons that kind of drove me to this kind of research is how do you make decisions and how do you go about making a difference and doing good in this world when you are encountered by that kind of situations? And one of the things I was looking at, well, how do you make a difference is thinking about who do you want on your team or how do you go about selecting people sometimes you just can't control what happens in that situation with the contractor you can't you know you did the best you could but you didn't work out so then the question is what do you do you need to get the job done and figuring out talking to the person that actually happens we hire from painters to paint our house and then we pay them and then the halfway of through the job they took off. And it was kind of a lesson learned about not paying them right then, you know, ahead of time. So totally Mm -hmm. understand what you're saying. I think that some people you can't control things. But if you're really trying to make a difference in the world, it's really important really paying attention to who you have on your team. Thinking about do they have the same kind of, a lot of things that came up, In the research on leadership is integrity. When you're selecting people, can you trust them? Are they trustworthy? Do their actions match what they're saying? Do they have the same common purpose? Like I said, you can't control everything and everybody. And that was one of the questions I did ask when I was interviewing successful leaders. And they said they would ask to leave the team or people just naturally left. So I think you can't control everything, but you have to think about what you can control or what you can do. Interesting, huh? So move on <laughs> to your book. You talk about the experience of Elon Musk. I love this guy's innovativeness and progressive and out-of-the-box thing. I just can't wait to meet him. Tell us a little bit about what you learned from his experience in terms of leadership and innovation, and who do you most admire for their leadership skills right now? I was like really blown away by his innovativeness. Like he's fairly young and had accomplished so much and going from SpaceX to Tesla to all this different, this visionary. And I think one of the most interesting stories was as I was learning about him was 
you know, digitizing the phone book. If you recall, way back when, we used to get this big, big book, which everybody <laughs> saved. You were not there. Get rid of your phone book because everybody used yes, the so phone true. book. That was, it had dog-eared pages, and if you needed to go to a restaurant or you needed to find something, you know, you used this physical book. And now the vision of training people around the world to change their behaviors to use a computer, even to envision that and go, I'm going to imagine a world that doesn't exist, and I'm going to figure out a way to get people there. To me, that just blows my mind. Indeed, he's fantastic. And I think that that one of the things we have to think about is to imagine a world that maybe doesn't exist, or imagine solutions to problems that's out-of-the-box thinking, because one of the things I was looking at is how do we innovate and make things better? Just like I'm trying to think about how do we change a whole system of education for kids so that kids Mm -hmm. are excited and motivated, and how do we empower teachers to do that? And it's Mm -hmm. not just only empowering teachers, but working within an education system who might be supporting and trying to create this change, but how do we bring about change and out-of-the-box thinking and imagining? I think that's the role of imagination to make a better world. So I just loved Musk's story of how he just kept on moving to the next big idea. Wow. So is he the one that you most admire right now where leadership is concerned? I mean, I think there's lots of different leaders in different capacities. There are different people One of the people who I admire is my former boss, Paul Cobb, who just came up with so many innovative theories in math education, and I have the privilege of working with him. I think there's just different people in faith-based communities to, you know, what you're doing with your vision. Just, I was reading about you, and I was just kind of amazed at what you're trying to accomplish and to bring love, Mm -hmm. peace to this world. Yes. I'll have to say that for me now, my hero in leadership at this time has been President Biden. Just his compassion, his stability, fortitude has been to me a great example for our generation of this time to see through. It's, I've just been so inspired by his warmth and yet ability to get things done. So quiet and yet things are happening. So look what he's done with the pandemic in America these little ways of leadership that continuously helps to make everyone's life better. I like a leader that makes your life better, like it helps you. If you follow them, you're going to grow, you're going to believe. I've had times where I'd be sharing with some of my future leaders that are working closely with me, and I'll tell them something. And the moment I'm telling them something for a lesson to learn, because I know it's important to them, they sort of rebut it. Or they're like, well, no, you know, sister, no. And I just look at them and I went, don't you understand what I'm saying? How often do I pause to say, look out for this. Don't do that, you know? And again, that energy of like pushing off the learning opportunity because we're just maybe wired to only be taught, don't go there. Just sit down and be quiet, you know? And it's like, oh, God. I think that when you're looking at leadership, as you're talking about that humility, love, that serving others, another important characteristic is integrity, how you treat people. And 
the bottom line is a good leader is able to motivate others to take action yeah. and that something happens. A lot of times I think uh, we are in everyday even in our everyday life, and stuff, we might be in meetings where you're just like wasting time and nothing happens. People just come meet together and then go on about our business. But I was really mm-hmm. interested in leaders who actually make a difference and move ideas uh, so that it empowers and makes a difference in lives of others. Beautiful. So as we come to a close of our wonderful time together, how are you doing in this particular era? How are you feeling inside with all the changes and all the new norms that we're encountering every day right now? What's been new for Dr. Lamberg? I think one of the things I have had time is to kind of self-reflect. It also gave me time to be silent and to think about where I would like to go as happen. I think I see hope. I think I see the human spirit. I see people reaching out in love at this time. And I hope to make a difference in my work in life of children and teachers and hope to use leadership skills, hopefully, that I develop and become that so I can make a difference and learn from mm-hmm. others. I'm sure you are. You've been a delight. Any upcoming events on the horizon for you that you'd like to share with our listeners? Anybody likes to contact me, I'm at the University of Nevada, Reno. My name is Tiruni Lamberg. People can contact me on the web. My vision is actually to try to get kids excited to, about learning. And so I'm hoping to go after more funding and get more projects so I can do that. Mm, very good. Well, good wishes for that for sure. Thank you very much for having me. It was a delight. Thank you so very much. All the very best. Stay safe. And you do the same, and all the best to you. Thank you. So that was the incredible Dr. Turuni Lambert. I loved her energy. Didn't you? I could just, actually, I had run out of time, and I could just sit and just talk with her, and I just feel like somebody that I've known, and we could just talk on and on about little things. Anyway, so listen, if you want to learn more about leadership, please go to her website at www.com optimizedlearning.net or definitely look for her at her university as she had mentioned in the interview. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and we really are here each other the same. Shall we start that? And can we continue to please send our blessings, pure vibrations to everyone all around the world from India right on here to the United States. It's the time. I think it's time for us to rise up and become the fragrant flowers that I know that we can be. Here's Kristen Hoffman, The Rose. Take care.
to God. 